Cameron, Caden, other brothers and sisters in Christ, grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our tongues, our mouths, our gift from God. With them we're able to form words, communicate with one another. We're able to express our thoughts and our feelings. Now, while our mouths are a gift from God, there are times in life when we should speak. There are also times in life when we should remain silent. Consider this in light of the meaning of the second and eighth commandments. We're to open our mouths to call upon God in every trouble, praise, praise, and give thanks. We're to open our mouths to defend our neighbor, to speak well of him, and explain everything in the kindest ways. Now, while our mouths are open to these things, they should remain silent, shut, to cursing, swearing, using satanic arts, lying or deceiving by God's name. They should remain silent, shut, to telling lies about our neighbor betraying him, slandering him, hurting his reputation. So there are times in life when we should speak and times in life to remain silent. This truth is especially good for us to consider on this Palm Sunday, this first day in the holiest weeks of the church year. Shortly, Blake and Cameron and Caden will open their mouths to renounce the devil, all his works and all his ways, to confess their belief in the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to confess that they'll hold to the words of Scripture in the doctrine of the Evangelical Lutheran Church, to confess that they'll attend church faithfully and will live by the Word of God, even if it means suffering for the faith. These are the same truths that many of us who've been confirmed have opened our mouths to confess as well. And yet more than just this, in the Gospels for this day, we see that there are times when mouths are open to speak and closed in silence. As Jesus entered Jerusalem the first Sunday before his crucifixion, most of the crowds spread their cloaks on the road. Others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! Meaning, save us now, the cry of Hosanna is a good and godly prayer. Because of sin, we can't save ourselves. We can't obtain eternal life and salvation by our own reason or strength. 
We need Jesus. True God in human flesh and blood. To come and to save us from our sin and from its punishment of death. And so it's no wonder that Sunday after Sunday we open our mouths to speak, to sing, to cry, Hosanna! And in doing this, we're joining our voices with the church gathered on the first Palm Sunday who welcomed Jesus as he came to do the very thing for which we open our mouths to cry. And yet, notice how quickly things change. Mouths that were once open to cries of Hosanna fell silent quickly. And the mouths that were, op- were soon open to words of betrayal of denial, open to lying and mocking, open to cries of let him be crucified. Seeing this, it's no wonder why St. James writes that every kind of beast can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It's a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth comes both blessing and cursing. So while there are times in life when we should speak, and times to remain silent, More often than not, because of sin, the opposite is usually the case. Mouths that are to be open to confess God and the truth of His Word are closed out of fear for what others might think and do to us. Mouths that are to be open in prayer to confessing one's sins here in church to the reading of Scripture in our homes are closed because God and His Word are not the highest priority in our lives. Mouths that are to be shut to lying and gossiping are quick to open, betraying our neighbor, hurting his reputation. Fellow redeemed, These things ought not to be so. Each of you would do well to open your mouths and repent of your sins. Repent for the times you've remained silent till the holy things of God instead of speaking. And also for the times where you've spoken instead of remaining silent. Repent and look to Jesus who spoke when he needed to and remained silent when he needed to. Jesus preached publicly. He taught his disciples. He spoke the truth. The account of his passion from Gethsemane to his final breath on the cross included many words from Jesus. When Jesus was questioned, he responded with the truth. 
He didn't fail to confess. When St. Paul commends Timothy for making a good public confession of the faith, he refers back to the good confession that Jesus made before Pilate. Our Lord never failed to speak when speaking was called for. And he remained silent when silence was called for. When he was brought before Caiaphas and the council, where all sorts of false testimony was brought against him, Jesus remained silent. He said not a word. When Pilate sent Jesus to Herod for questioning, Jesus didn't answer any of Herod's questions. Herod wasn't interested in learning anything from Jesus. When Pilate said to Jesus, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But Jesus gave him no answer, not even to a single charge. So the governor was greatly amazed. And when he was mocked, insulted by soldiers, criminals, chief priests, scribes, and elders, Jesus said not a word. Jesus experienced the worst miscarriage of justice in the history of of the world, and yet he uttered not a single word of complaint. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Jesus spoke when he needed to speak, and he remained, remained silent when he needed to. And yet he didn't just do this simply to set a good example for us. Consider the hymn we just sang. A lamb goes uncomplaining forth, the guilt of sinners bearing, and laden with the sins of earth, none else the burden sharing. Goes patient on grows weak and faint, to slaughter led without complaint the spotless life to offer. He bears the stripes, the wounds, the lies, the mockery, and yet replies, All this I gladly suffer. Fellow redeemed, bearing your sins and its wages of death in his flesh, Jesus kept the law perfectly for you. And being stricken, smitten by God and afflicted, he utters no threats. He didn't insult those who insulted him. On the cross, he patiently endured the Father's wrath for your your sin in order to remove your sin from you as far as the east is from the west. And while Jesus' mouth would fall silent in death, it would be opened three days later, speaking words of peace, The peace of sins forgiven. The peace of having been reconciled to God. And having ascended into heaven, he hasn't ceased speaking to you. 
He says, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, I come to speak words of forgiveness, life, and salvation to you. In the waters of holy baptism, the triune God called you by name. He made you his own beloved child, one redeemed by the precious blood of Christ. To your confession of sin in this place, mouths fall silent so that we may hear God speak his word of absolution, his word of forgiveness of sins. And in his blessed meal, our mouths are open to receive his body and blood. And when he says, this is for the forgiveness of all of your sins, you can rightly confess, Amen. This is most certainly true. Blake, Cameron, Caden, brothers and sisters in Christ, do you see what Christ has done for you? What he does for you today? What he desires to do for you throughout the rest of your lives? Through his perfect obedience and innocent suffering and death on the cross, he has won for you forgiveness of sins, eternal life, and salvation. And he gives it to you in this place through his word and his sacrament. It's why this day and every Lord's Day, you can go forth from here rejoicing, opening your mouth and declaring the great things God has done for you. Now it remains true that there are times in life where you're to remain silent, times in life where you're to speak. And as Christians, you will be hated for the truth of God's word that you speak. Opposed to this truth, the devil, the world, the sinful flesh will do whatever it can to try and silence it and lead you to speak not truths but lies. Yet do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you. As though something strange were happening to you, as St. Peter writes. Know that you are following in the footsteps of Christ, who not only confronted our enemies of sin, death, and the devil, but has won the victory for you through his holy obedience and his innocent suffering and death on the cross. And through his word and sacrament, God promises to strengthen you, to preserve you in the one true faith, so that you may open your mouths to speak his truth, and even to silently suffer the insults. Yet know and believe that if you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed, St. Peter writes. You're blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. God be praised. Amen. Peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord.